What's up, Painless Flipping Podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy. Hey guys, today I have a great guest. His name is Nathan Payne, and he grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, but currently lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. In college, Nathan started doing door-to-door sales, man. I love that, brother. I started selling at the age of nine. You started doing door-to-door sales, which is tough. It, that's, that, that, that builds that muscle, baby. Uh, and soon became mm-hmm. one of the top salesmen in the company. After graduating from college, Nathan worked in the door-to-door sales until he decided to go into real estate. Man, with that kind of muscle, I, I can only I, I can see how you just uh, took off. With no prior experience in real estate, Nate decided to learn by taking imperfect action and by failing his way forward. I love that. Five years now, he is a co-owner of Offer on Home. His real estate inv- he has a real estate investing company and Investor Thrive, a coaching company dedicated to helping wholesalers and real estate investors acquire more real estate. The Painless Ways, and he also is a host of a real estate investing podcast, which we'll have him talk a little bit about that. And Nathan, welcome, brother. I'm grateful that you're here. We are looking forward to having a great conversation with you. Usually, I don't really do a good job at letting people know about uh, your history. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, (laughs) you first and um, how you got involved in real estate? Man, you did a great job. I mean, you, Thank you, you crushed brother. that intro. That was good. Yeah, so uh, a little bit about me, uh, additional what you said. I, I, Yeah, I went to college, uh, did door-to-door, did, the, did that thing, ran some teams. I mean, because door-to-door, not a lot of people understand that industry, but it's a very good industry. I mean, you can make a lot of money because companies don't have to pay for marketing, right, uh, for your marketing. So you, you literally make tons of commission on, on a sale. So I was doing satellite TV, Dish Network. I w- eventually did Sprint where I would sell people, you know, their lines, you know, cell phones, uh, get them set up. And then I was tired of doing that. So I went, um, into real estate cause my buddy in college, he, his dad did it. He was doing it in college. So I said, Hey man, I got to take these skills somewhere and I don't want, uh, to go just go apply for a job. I mean, I actually started applying for jobs and I just didn't like the, to even apply. It was like, man, this is, this is lame. You know, these not, I, I, you could say I was a little prideful in the beginning when I was trying to apply for jobs. And I was like, man, these people don't even know who I am. And I got to mm-hmm. talk to them about like where I'm from. And that's, that's the wrong way to think about it. But that's like my mindset. I was like, man, I, I can do something else. So uh went, yeah, went into real estate and just figured it out, you know, and still figuring it out. It's, it's a never ending journey. You know? So, so how, how many years out of college now? you uh it's been about five years so so i thought i i put five years i've been in real estate it's actually been about four and five uh, i got to change that but five years out of i think five years out of college now yeah i think i graduated in 16 20 no five or six years out of college so so tell us about that first deal tell us about that first deal you so 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 you're in your 20s right now um we we also mm-hmm. know that you No, I'm actually I'm 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 31 right now. You're yeah. 31. You're 31 right now. Okay, you look you look really young, brother. Uh you you're you're That's 31 right now. <laughs> so you, you also been married for 5 years. Yeah, we we're going to unpack that a little bit. And uh right. well you you just had an anniversary actually a 5 year anniversary re- recently here. I did, man. Congratulations. Yeah, I love my wife. Yeah, congratulations for that. Uh not not a lot of uh you know, marriage is not something that's popular now nowadays 
And uh, yeah. I'm a traditional guy like that. Difficult. Yep, yep. It seems like you are too. I, I've been married 20 years, going on 21 in a couple of months here. So uh, congratulations, uh, yeah, that's amazing. You. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm traditional, so so I can see. So are you? So, anyways, tell us about that first real estate deal that you that you did. Uh, how was that for you? You know, you, you've been only you've been in the game for only four years. Tell us about that first deal. How did you overcome? You you talk about taking imperfect imperfect massive action. I love the way you worded that. Failing forward. What were some of your failures in that first deal that you did? Great, great question. So we actually started out because I knew door to door, we started out knocking doors. That was how we were trying to get deals in the beginning, me and my business partner. So, cause I didn't go into this by myself. I went in with a business partner for the support, right? You know, we wanted to do it together. We believe we could be better together in the beginning. I'm no longer with my business partner. We're still homies. We're still friends. But as you learn, as you level up, sometimes you, I mean, you don't really need a business partner as things go, you know, you don't need to split everything 50, 50, but, uh, you know, back in the day when we first started, we were just knocking doors. We met with a broker. We started networking. We met with a broker who had an agency, a brokerage, and we were like, hey, man, um, you know, we're looking for a place to work. Can we work at your spot? So we got connected. He's like, yeah, sure. And I've been wanting, he said he's been wanting to get into wholesaling. So he said, I'll provide you a mojo dialer and uh, expired listing leads to call. Anything that you get on there, that's a wholesale deal you keep. But if, if there's any listings given to me, I'll list it for you. Say, so okay, great. We wanted a spot to work. So we just hammered those phones for three months straight, you know, not knowing what we were doing, you know, trying to get scripts, trying to figure it out. And we, we came across a guy named Donald from Croatia. He had a house in um, a pre foreclosure that uh, it was listed. It expired because, you know, no one was able to pay him what he believed it was worth. So he took it down and uh, we called him. He wanted to sell. So we went over there met with him. You know, he, it took maybe six, seven, eight appointments to, to get the, the contract locked down. Um, and we would, because of our missionary days and because of, you know, my door to door days, sometimes we, we would call him and he wouldn't answer. So we would just show up at his house. It would just be like, we, Hey Donald, we know you're in there, bro. You know, he, he was, we knew he was in there cause he was in pre foreclosure. It was, you could tell he's going through some depression, lived in, he was from Croatia, but lived in the United States. And he was just like, man, I'm trying to get out of here. He was actually going to even just let the house go. Right. But we, we got him, got him. We're like, dude, don't let this go. We can pay you 185 for it. We locked it up, locked it up too high. We didn't, we didn't really know. We thought it was a good deal. Um, we use Facebook messenger and Facebook groups to find a buyer. Our buyer offered us 185, the price we had it at. And, uh, so we had to negotiate them down. We got them down to 180 and made 5k on our first deal. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Through a lot of up and down. You know, I was recently, I recently did a podcast where I talked, I, I talked about that. You know, there, we, we have a lot of listeners from all over the country and mm-hmm. we have some, some young people, younger people and some older people. Doesn't matter what what age or where what journey you're in life, and a lot of people want to get involved in real estate. Usually, what I tell people, Nathan, is that if you ain't have no money, if you are 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 trying to make an extra couple of dollars to pay your just to make ends meet, man, I know what it is to be broke, right? Just to make ends meet, mm-hmm. always suggest people to sign to to sell wholesale to learn how to wholesale, right? And right. you did that successfully, your first deal, knocking on doors, which I love. What advice would you give someone that is in their early 30s maybe or in college because they can relate to you, right? They're in college and they're like, hey, I want to start selling real estate. What advice or I want to start getting involved in real estate as an investor. 
What advice are you giving mm-hmm. to a listener out there that's listening and they want to get involved in real estate? They want to get started investing. Great question. What I advise is uh, what I was not advised to do. Right. Uh, I a lot of wholesalers like or a lot of people that teach wholesaling. They tell you just go find a deal. That's what I did. I found a deal. I was knocking. I just was trying to look for something. That's good. That's not the way I, I teach it. I teach it uh, called reverse wholesaling or I actually call it painless wholesaling because it's painless. You know, it's painful to do the other way. I know because I did it. When you're looking for a deal, you don't have an end buyer and you just don't, you're just not sure who's going to buy it. That's not a good idea because you could waste a lot of your time getting a deal that's not a deal. Like I told you, I had to renegotiate. Imagine if the guy was like, I ain't, I'm not going down. Well, I would have wasted my time, right? So my advice to anyone listening is go link up with someone who is a buyer, a cash buyer. Go link up with someone that buys apartments, link up with someone that does commercial, anyone. And find them right here. Deal. That's, link up with, link up with yeah. me. If you're listening, link up with me. <laughs> Hit me up. I, exactly. I'm buying all of those things. Yeah, exactly. Link up. And uh, what you got to do is just find someone that's buying and then they'll tell you what to go look for, what what criteria they want instead of you just going out there spending. I talk to people that spend years sometimes not getting a deal and they lock something up. And, and, and it's not they haven't gotten any deals under contract. They just haven't been able to sell them. What, what's the point of just going to go work so hard you don't even know who you're going to sell it to again that's what they teach and i get the philosophy of teaching that some people say if you can get a good deal anyone will buy it mm. the problem is half these people don't know what deals are that's bullshit that's not that's not yeah. true no I don't, I, I don't believe that i don't believe in that exactly yeah and i don't believe that either because i mean there's you got thousands of canceled contracts by wholesalers and people in real estate because they just don't know what they're doing so that's that's my advice link up with someone that's buying bring them a deal find out what their criteria is. That's the first way to go. And you're predominantly wholesaling now, Nathan, correct? Yeah. So I, I started as a wholesaler. I teach people how to wholesale and, uh, I, I, but now I've kind of leveled up. I do fix and flip. I keep stuff, uh, you know, trying to get into commercial multifamily. So that's just the, the natural progression. In my opinion, I think people that go that in that have no money, start off wholesaling and then they go into a uh, higher level stuff. So that that is, exactly- I, I wholesale a lot now though. Yeah, that is exactly how I came up. I did a couple wholesales, flips, bought apartment, you know, and bought and hold smaller, and we've leveled up. Where, and we're looking at bigger, bigger stuff. Where we have a hotel on the contract now. So that's just you're right. That's a natural. That's a natural progression of things. So, if uh, if someone is uh, looking to do exactly what you just said, right? Hey, mm-hmm. okay, great. Uh, I'm going to do what Nathan said. I'm going to go. I'm going to go knock on doors. I'm going to mm-hmm. go find a deal. I'm going to go, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I got to do, right? They're going to maybe get, you know, um, your, your, your stuff where you, that you teach, how to, how to wholesale deals, how to, how to do that. Right. And, mm-hmm. but you said something very important is you got to go find guys like you and I that have the capacity to buy these deals. Right. First, right. Where do you find those guys? How do you find them? How, like, how do you, where are those guys hanging out? What, what are you, what are you, someone's listening. Where do you find you? The you's and me's of the world. So it's a great question. So I, and what I teach and what I provide is like the, the framework, uh, a roadmap. If you go to my website, investorthrive.com, I will give you a free course and a roadmap. Uh, it's called a mind map. I, I literally lay out the process of how to do what I'm telling you right now for free. Because uh, I understand that this is something that everyone faces. They're, they're like, how do I do this? Now, if you go to my mind map, it will tell you in step three, because I, I lay out 10 steps to get your first deal. In step three, it talks about getting buyers. So where do you find them? 
there's there's it depends what kind of buyer you're looking for. There's about five different types of buyers. There's cash buyers, flippers. There's a landlord cash buyers that would just want to buy and hold. There's hedge funds. I call realtors buyers because they have access to the buyers and wholesalers. So those are the five type of people that I believe if you can find that can bring you, tell you what they want, right? And in this mind map, it shows you for each, for so let's go into flippers. Where do you want to find a flipper? Well, there's about 20 different ways to do it on my mind map, but I'll, I'll name three. So if you do, if you go to a title company and just say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm looking for uh, people to wholesale deals to who's your top buyer. So I can bring you business and bring deal, you know, bring deals to them. Great. Strategy. They'll give you their top buyers, Great right? Strategy. Title company, hard money lenders, hard money lenders have contacts to people that are borrowing their money. They want to do more deals. So, Hey, who, who are your top buyers? I have a deal for them. Hard money lenders, Facebook groups, social media type in. If you're in Utah where I am, just type in Utah real estate investors group right? And then you'll have all the investors in those groups, no matter where you are, Atlanta real estate investors, Pennsylvania real estate investors, that's they're hanging out in there. That is really, really, really good advice. I also know that you host uh, your own meetups. It's called Real Estate Rookie Meetup. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, there's a lot of RIAs here in, in Salt Lake, but they're, they're mainly... I feel like they're geared towards agents. I've been to a couple of them and I don't know. It's when I go there, there's just a lot of people that are sitting at tables and you know, they have someone present and then it's kind of over. Maybe you can network a little bit, but me, I wanted to create one specifically for investors, wholesalers. Cause I know I call it the real estate rookie meetup because I know that it, how, um, intimidating it can be for uh, someone that knows nothing about real estate to go to one of those meetups and feel like you don't have a place, right? You're like, well, shoot, I don't know if anyone even wants to talk to me. You guys have a place. If you, in my meetup, we, we put, we basically pair the rookies up with cash buyers, investors already to do what I'm telling you. So you, they can work together because that's how deals are done. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I first started, I was hitting doors. Do you, do you know how many people would be interested in someone knocking doors in a neighborhood that they want to buy a property? Yeah. Go ahead, go knock doors. Tell me what you find. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's why I created it, just to be specifically for investing. Obviously, agents can go because agents are investors as well, but it's more geared towards that and to make the rookie feel welcome because we need the rookie. The rookie is important. Yeah, we need people to keep coming into our business. This is really good. That is really good what you do there with your meetup. You and and I like the way what you named it, real estate rookie meetup. You're right. Uh, and I also host a meetup, and what I found is that the majority, and, and you you could probably agree with this, is the majority of people that attend meetups are are rookies, right? Majority are, are I mean, you have some. I found in my experience, this is my model of the world now. I'm not saying that this is a fact across the whole industry and across the country at all meetups, but I find that at most meetups that I've attended and I've I, that I host, and I've attended a lot of meetups that it's mo- a lot of times is newer investors looking to get in or doing their first deal or they've done that has been my experience i don't know has that been your experience yeah i would agree with you yeah so 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 uh if you're listening and you and you want to attend the meetup do not be you know go go take go in go go to these meetups because most of these meetups are are people just like yourself that are just getting started or they've done their first deal and then you'll find people the host usually like like Nathan is uh, your buyer, right? So you want to connect with Nathan immediately if you go to his meetup, because uh, that's that's your the guy that's putting it together is usually a little bit further down the journey. Nathan, I want to switch it up with you. I, 
at 19 years old, you went on a church mm -hmm. mission for two years. Tell us about that and tell us how that has that has impacted the way you run your business and the way you make decisions in your life. Yeah, so when I was 19 years old, I went on a mission for my church to Portland, Oregon. Um, and I was on the kind of outskirts of Portland, uh, all over. I was Spanish speaking. I, I am Hispanic. Uh, my mom is from Chile, but and my dad is American. So I actually, believe it or not, did not speak Spanish until my mission, where I had to learn Spanish. Okay. <laughs> so I speak like a, a gringo. You know, I got, a, <laughs> I got a mad, thick, white accent. So when I went out on my mission, I started trying to speak and I was learning. People were like, what the heck is wrong with this dude? You know, like, why does he look like, you know, look Hispanic, but he can't speak Spanish. So that was intimidating in the beginning. I got a little discouraged. But what I learned in my mission is uh, hard work. You know, you go out there, you're going to get a lot of rejection. I mean, you talk to people about Jesus every day. Ninety percent people don't want to talk. Ninety nine percent people do not want to talk to you. <laughs> Wow. So I, I, I learned the, the, the hard work two years and, and on the mission, you dedicate your life to uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we, we didn't watch movies. We didn't go on dates. We didn't have girlfriends. We didn't have a cell phone. We didn't talk, well, we had a cell phone, but we didn't talk to our parents at home. We emailed them. You could, you could call them like twice a, a year uh, for like an hour conversation. So they really separate you um, so you can be focused. And uh, I had to wake up every day at 6.30 a.m., and go to bed at you know 10:30 should be the bedtime so that was something i was not used to as a 19 year old like having a regimen so i learned structure planning teaching uh service love you know serving others i learned so much so it was a, a great experience how how did that how has that experience impacted your life and the way that you run your business today uh well it's taught me um the way in business, like to, uh, you know, I guess hard work again, like you, you, you if you want anything, yeah, you, you got to be consistent and go for it. So for example, like, you know, on the mission, you wouldn't see results immediately, right? It's like planting a seed and you look at the, you look at the same thing as business. Like you're not going to see results immediately. I make one social media post. If I think I'm, that's all I needed to do. I'm sadly mistaken, right? Same thing with the meetup. The meetup, I, I don't know if you saw that video I did, but uh, I did the meetup. No one showed up to my first one. The second one I did, three people showed up. The next one, zero people showed up. So I went back to zero. The, I, I continued to keep going because I, I was never like, oh, man, this isn't going to work. I just know if you keep going, you're going to see results. So the Love last meeting we had, yeah, I mean, the the last meeting I had was uh, like 20 plus people, which is the best we've had. And I, I, mind you, I started this five months ago, right? Uh, so it hasn't been great. It, you know, my expectation is like, Oh man, thousand people. I'd love that. Right. That's just not how, how it goes. Um, it takes time. So that's what I learned. Uh, consistency. Got it. I love that. I love that mindset. You know, that, that long-term thinking, staying in the game, that grit mentality. That's what you're talking about. It's that, it's that Mamba mentality that, that, uh, <laughs> Kobe, Kobe Bryant used to talk about. Do you consider yourself a religious person, Nathan? Uh, yeah, so I would say, yeah, I mean, everything, I pray every morning, I read my scriptures every morning, I uh, I try to do everything in my life. I don't speak about it all the time, I don't like to you know, talk about it as mm -hmm. much, uh, but in my mind, it is the core values, the principles, uh, I, have a, I live a principle-centered life, so everything I do is uh, geared around serving, loving, te uh, helping, um, being charitable, you know, if I do something that I don't feel like is in line with my, my core principles or beliefs like I, I shouldn't do it 
we we need more men with we need more men with core values and principles of, that align with themselves like that in this world, especially in this world that we live in today. Mm-hmm. So I commend you and salute you yeah. for that. I I am also a man that believes in in the Lord Jesus Christ myself. So uh, you know, okay. um, uh, we need more men that 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 stand up and stand up for what they believe in 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 this culture and this day and age. Nathan. For sure. When when you when you have you what was your biggest challenge in a deal? What was your biggest your biggest obstacle you've overcame while doing a deal? Uh that's you know, there's quite a few when you do real estate, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you there's a lot. I mean, people that get into this think they they ain't in it for a battle. That's why I'm telling you, mindset is number one. You gotta be ready. But uh I would say we bought a property. This is interesting. So we we started doing nationwide pay-per-click. We started having leads come in. We had a lead that came in from uh, Rialto, California. Uh, mm-hmm. The seller wanted to sell it. We agreed to buy it. it. She gave us the offer of one eight, of eight. She said, I'll take 80. So we signed an agreement for 80. By the way, I'm a, I was a noob at this point uh, or newer. So I, I made a lot of mistakes. So 80,000, 80, we signed the contract. We find someone. That will buy it at 120. So it's a 40k deal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're excited. The day before close, the seller says, "I ain't selling it to you for 80. I found out that I can get more. I want 95." Back then, I didn't know you could say no. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, I didn't uh-huh. know. I was like, I, now I'd be like, "Hey, you know, you signed an agreement. We can file an affidavit of memorandum, cloud the title." You, you unfortunately, you just can't do that. I mean, we can work something out, but you just don't get to do the day before close. Just decide. Mm-hmm. So anyway, made that mistake. I said, "Okay, fine." So there you go, twenty five k at that point. The buyer who we had lined up to clo- buy the property bails. So I actually bought the house. So I bought the house. He bailed. So I'm like, "Well, shoot, okay." So I buy the house. I have a house that's a rundown piece uh, uh, of trash in in Rialto. It's not. It's like a terrible house. Now we got to sell it. So we end up calling another buyer. He goes by to check it. Says he can pay like one twenty or one thirty or whatever. So we're like, okay. So he he goes and walks in. He says, I ain't buying this house. We're like, why not? He said he's a, there's a squatter in here, and I'm like, well, I didn't know that. Get him out of there. I'm from Utah. If there's a squatter, get him out. Right <laughs> and. He's like, that's not how it works here. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I'm like, the well, West Coast, my California people, we got a lot of them. We got a lot of listeners from California. Much love to you guys. Those of you listening yeah, from LA. For real. <laughs> so I was like, what do you mean you can't get him out? So we got in touch with the squatter. He's like, yo, I'm moving. This is my house. And I'm oh, like, my oh my Lord. God. So, so the, the, the buyer, we're telling the buyer, like, hey, tell the buyer, tell the squatter, we'll give him 500 bucks just to get out because we need to get this deal done. So the squatter's like, Give me $2,500 in 30 days to vacate, and I'll think about moving. I'll think about it. And I was like, in my mind, prideful again. You know, this pride is this thing that I'm trying to overcome in my life. And I was like, this dude is not, this squatter is not stopping this deal from happening. So I got on a plane the next day with my business partner. We flew out there, and we went to the house, and we, we kicked the dude out. We got him out because we, I didn't know, like, that was a problem. So it was, it was, it was interesting. Cause there was a giant gate on the house, like 12 foot. So mm-hmm. the cops would never really go there and kick him out because there was a gate that was locked. The guy had to put a padlock so you couldn't mm-hmm. open it. So they're like, I'm not jumping that. So they do a jump in and over the fence every day to get into his ha- the, the house. 
Uh, so anyway, we go there. We cut the lock off with the locksmith. We open the gate. We lock it. Uh, sh- we lock it open so he can't ever shut it again. And uh, we go inside. Girlfriend's in there with another dude. Um, and we're like, you need to get out. We told you you need to get out. So she she gets out. The dude that uh, wouldn't leave the squatter is actually at work. He was at work. So we started boarding up the house. We got her out. We're like, oh, this is good. He shows up at the house with his boss. His boss is like, you can't kick my my friend out of his house. And, and we got in a big altercation because I'm like, well, why don't you pay your employee a little bit more money and he doesn't have to live in the house that is condemned. <laughs> so he, the boss calls the cops on us because we were kicking his buddy, his employee out. Mm-hmm. Cops got involved. Um, you know, cop had her back. He's like, hey, look, we'll get him out of here. No worries. This is a big problem in this neighborhood. Got, uh, he called the code enforcement people. They condemned the property, said, you can't live here. There's no running water, electricity. This is condemned. Got him out. We boarded it up and got the deal done. But that was probably one of the most stressful experiences because the whole time I was like, is this going to work? But, uh, that's, that's what we did. I, I love that resource, that resourcefulness, that, that grit, that, that, that attitude of whatever it takes. I mean, you just jumped on a plane and said, we're going to figure this out. And that's what it takes. You know, a lot of people don't realize I I have stories after stories like that where I, in a suit, you know, I got my black and whites in a suit. I I, got to execute on this deal and I'm there in my suit because we got a small window of 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 uh, of warm weather in February. And I had to paint this exterior. You know, you can't paint exterior if it's not 55 degrees or hot or or warmer. And we're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to do it. And I'm there holding the light for the painter in the dark. Right in my black suit, in my shoe, my you know the guy's praying. It's like you know, is that is that whatever it takes attitude when when yeah. you're when you're in this business? And I I love the fact that you're doing that. All right, my brother, thank you so much for being here. We're gonna go into a a, a segment that we call the Untitled Round, and I got some questions. You don't need to. You don't need to. Uh, you don't need to think about it. You just need to answer. Right. You ready, brother? You just answer whatever. No need to explain. No need for nothing. You just answer. All right. I'm going to shoot some questions. Rapid fire. Let's yeah, do rapid it. fire. Rapid fire. Okay. You ready? All right. Here we go. We're going into the untitled round. Question number one is family or money? Family. Real estate is awesome. <laughs> I deserve gold. Me- a gold medal for. Jiu-jitsu. I want to try to? Fly. I can't live without? My wife. Marriage is? It's excellent. Oh, money or oh, favor? Oh, money? <laughs> Education or experience? Experience. Poor and happy or rich and miserable? Poor and happy. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Logic or emotion? Logic. Physical work or mental work? Physical. Coffee or tea? Uh, Tea. Awesome, brother. And that's the end of our untitled round, man. Appreciate you coming out. If people wanted to get a hold of you, Nathan, what and how can people get a hold of you? I know you mentioned your course and these things, this mind map thing that you teach on people on how to get their their, their their wholesale deal. If someone's in Utah, they want to connect with you. They want to go to your meetup. And how do they get, how do they connect with Nathan? 
Yeah, great question. So investorthrive.com is where you can get the free stuff. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Nathan Payne. Just type in my name. Uh, Facebook group where you can come in and get free training, painless wholesaling group. And really, if you DM me on any platform, I'll respond because I it's either me or one of my virtual assistants that will hit you up. So whether it's Instagram, Facebook, whatever you got, Twitter, t- TikTok, anything, we're all over it. Outstanding. Outstanding. Brother, thank you again so much for being here, showing up here on our, on our podcast and sharing your, your knowledge, your insights with our audience. And we're, we're all very grateful. I have one last question for you, which I should have asked you earlier. Projections, predictions for 2023 before I let you run. What are your projections for 2023 in the real estate market? I believe the market will rebound. Um, there's still buyers that are needing to buy. They're just waiting for their time. And I believe that the opportunities will be endless, uh, until that point because, uh, people can't sell their houses quickly. So they're, they're going to look for people, investors to help them out. Outstanding. Outstanding. Thank you again, brother, for being here. Thank you for coming out. Really appreciate you. And I look seeing you again soon, brother. 